You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. (laughs) Hey, y'all. We are here virtually keeping safe and socially apart um, (laughs) for episode, what is it, 12, 13? 13, I think. Lucky number 13. Episode 13 of season two. And we actually have a guest with us here in the intro. We have Rachel Elzey. Hi, everybody. Hey, Rach. Um, We'll get into kind of who Rachel is at her core in this episode. But first, I just want everyone to know that today is Rachel's birthday. And she chose to be here with us virtually. Why wouldn't I want to do it? I know. Party party in the Zoom SA. (laughs) Honestly, I needed this, too. Like yesterday was one of those days where I didn't leave the house at all and was starting to like, I mean, I haven't been doing that at all really, except for like going for a walk, but I didn't even do that yesterday. So this is going to be a highlight in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. I um, am, I am starting to crack. Yeah. Um, and I work from home every day, but there's, Same. there's something about like the constraint of like yeah. not being able to go anywhere Mm -hmm. that hurts my heart okay before we get into this interview did you just take a sip from a Whataburger cup I forgot (laughs) so um this is a Whataburger styled yeti that's incredible (laughs) that my stepmom gave me for Christmas because she knows I love Whataburger because I'm from Texas which I'm sure we'll get into and it was the best Christmas gift I got last year um, I will say Whataburger is the thing I miss most about Texas. Really, the only thing I really miss about Texas besides my friends. Um, and I don't even know what that is. When I saw that logo, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I um, forgot. <laughs> all right. Well, we usually start every episode off with some happies and crappies. So I'm sure we have oh, some yes, crappies. Yes, I have heard that. I'm sure we have some crappies, but let's see if we can highlight some happies even amongst this chaos. Um, so does anyone want to start with a happy and crappy? Um, I guess I'll start. Get it, Chels. Um, my crappy is obviously what's been going on. And yesterday was a little bit more of a rough day because of the official mandate that came out about um, – no events over 50 people through May 15th, which that um, included a whole new group of my brides. So, um, I didn't know. Yeah, that was yesterday. So I have weddings. Obviously this is like a majority of my business, but I have weddings two in April, two at the very beginning of May and then two at the end of May. So they're pretty much all going to be affected. Um, so that was another like, oh, okay, here we go. We're going to have to do this. I think it's going to be fine. Like I keep reassuring them. You can either go through with it and be small and it's going to be amazing or we can postpone it and I'm still going to be there for you just as much. So it'll be fine. But that was definitely like a crappy for like my heartbreaking for them because it, if anything was still up in the air, it's not anymore. You know, a decision has to be made. Um. And then my happy is I was still able to shoot a wedding over the weekend that was still able to happen with just family and it was beautiful and so sweet. 
Um, and I guess I can say this now because it's officially like gone through, but we're also buying a house. <laughs> so, um, we are actually working on like getting the closing set up because it might happen a little sooner than we thought it might not. Um, but we got like the official word that everything's been approved. It's happening. Dude, so um, exciting. Yeah. So I'm ready to just get the heck in there because if we're going to be trapped in our house, we might as well start nesting. get into our new house and start <laughs> nesting. Yeah. So I was talking to you about this the other day, but it, this like truly is the perfect time to move yes. into the house because you're at home all day. You're looking for things to do and there's so much that needs to get done in that first couple of weeks of moving in, like unpacking and setting everything up mm-hmm. and projects. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll officially be, I've been packing here and there a little bit, but now it's like we can officially go ahead and like pack, pack so that we can little by little get in there. So yeah, that's looking at the bright side today for sure. You gotta, you really gotta. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll go, I'll go next. My happy is that we kicked off our virtual group training yesterday and I was just talking to Rachel before we pressed record that I was like nervous about it because I've never done anything like that before mm-hmm. but it actually ended up being like I think from a coaching standpoint really fun um because with zoom you can still see everyone and it's like super interactive and because my groups are still somewhat smaller I could still coach like I couldn't see perfect movement, but I could still coach. And it was like really fun. Um, the only thing is I had to, um, do more of the movements like than I would normally do. And I didn't think that through cause it was two classes in a row. So like by the time it was done, I was exhausted and I only did like half of the rounds with everyone, but still I was just like, Ooh. that's uh, a lot. Yeah, but I'm really glad that that worked out. So that's a happy is I'm still able to coach my group classes, which is kind of like my favorite thing to coach um, even during this crazy time. And then my crappy is very stupid, but <laughs> I tried to go on a run this morning and there it was raining this morning and there was like this little window where it stopped. And I was like, I'm going to ch- take my chances the rest of like the next hour said like just that cloud and didn't say rainfall on my app. So I was like, I'm good. Well, I get like not even a mile into my run. It starts like sprinkling pretty heavy. And I was like, I can make it for another mile and a half for this. It was just a short run. Well, then I get stuck in the park as it's torrential downpouring on me in <laughs> I'm soaking wet. I'm hiding my phone in my bra because, um, you know, I didn't want to die. I like run underneath this picnic awning. Cause like Huma Cray has a ton of those. And I'm just like standing there. I'm like, am I just going to be standing here for like ever? <laughs> and then I like texted Michael. He didn't answer. And I was like, I'm going to die here. <laughs> but then I, um, it like only slowed down a little bit, but I was just getting so antsy. So I was like, I'm just going to take the shortcut across the park and get home faster and get wet and whatever. I came back. I had to get Michael to meet me out on the porch with a towel. That's how soaking wet I was. Mm. I saw your Instagram video earlier this morning and I was cracking up. I was like, yep, that sounds like exactly like something Catherine would do. 
Yeah, I was like risking for the run, and I'm pissed. Don't do it anymore. Don't do that anymore. If <laughs> it's raining, just stay home. Yeah. Yeah, Wilmington, that can get you quick. Oh yeah. I came and then it went, and I was like, couldn't it have just been like this when I was trying to run the park? But no, no. So yeah. All right, Rachel, you're up. All right, guys. Um. Well, I'll start with crappy because you want to end on happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I mean, just everything. I mean, it's just the things that everyone knows, but um, just our coffee shop has had to really alter because of it. And then, like I said, it is, you know, my birthday week and just, you know, we had lots of fun plans around like the birthday week, um, which I was excited about, but just, you know, none of them are happening in the same way. Um, so, but then on the exact same side of the same coin is super happy because our coffee shop, we still get to be a drive through right now. People are still coming out to support us, which makes my heart so happy. I've had so many sweet calls and texts today telling me happy birthday. And um, someone gave me a Snickers bar. My husband put up happy birthday balloons in, you know, the kitchen. Like, definitely, even though it wasn't what I had planned, like, very, very sweet still. Oh, and I get to hang out with you guys. What the heck? I'm great. I love it. So good. <laughs> Any crappy? Oh, you're sorry with crappy. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. It's crappy and happy all in one. I love how when you let off with your crappies, you're like, you know, just like everything. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone listening just got it. They yeah, just know. Like, you don't have to say anything. That's a thing. Like, I, you know, I've been... I've been feeling the same way where I've had some really sweet messages and I'm like, wow, this is so nice of everyone like reaching out and thinking of me. And, you know, my mom's like, I'm so proud of you for handling this the way that you are with everything going on and you're pregnant and your business and all this. And I was just like, like, yes, all those things are getting to me, but I guess I haven't had any pity parties really. Cause I'm like, everyone's going through a lot of crap right now. So it's not just me. Like, yeah, I have some specific hardships, but everyone's going through yeah like we're all we're all going in it which I honestly think is a little more helpful like yeah <laughs> just to know that like yeah. the whole yeah. world no, is, you're not alone the whole world has like empathy for each other right now like the world you know which is yeah um okay. I just want to touch on this happy and just social pop culture debate because I know how much Rachel loves The Bachelor, but have y'all been following Hannah Brown and Tyler and their quarantine crew? Quarantine crew? Absolutely. That's the only reason I have TikTok. Same. Same. (laughs) I haven't posted a video, but I get on there every day and see what they're posting. I got to see what they're doing. At first, I was really annoyed by it because I was like, they are not social distancing. They're not being a good example. But then I realized they really are like the only people in and out of the house and they're Mm -hmm. staying put. And now I'm on board and they're a source of happiness for me. So So here's my question. Do you think that they're just friends or that they're dating? Or do you think that she's dating one of the other guys in there because I have a feeling that maybe her and like, are interested. Her is Matt is supposed to be going on the news on Claire's season. I know. But apparently yeah, but well this gonna is recast. Like, apparently because of Corona they might have to like recast because of where people have been. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
and like some people had off work for a certain amount of weeks and there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to take off again and film post corona so yeah who knows but i don't care if she's with tyler or just friends either way it's a win in my books yeah i'm here for it it's so entertaining like i'm obsessed with their friend group i really want to be quarantined with them (laughs) but like how long do they have to practice these dances before Um, they post let me tell you a little bit about tiktok okay because your girl and her husband michael tried to do a tiktok this weekend that was like our goal for the weekend and we spent (laughs) freaking 45 minutes memorizing this jazz hip-hop routine to a janet jackson song and then and i'm talking intensely like if you know michael you know he's competitive and then like me in there like just like who's gonna do it best and then my stomach started hurting so we like took a break and then i was like trying to figure out how to like even upload it and like chop it up and do it i couldn't even figure it out i got so stressed i was like we're not going to okay wait my question is i have never even downloaded the app because i'm just like i'm holding a lot i'm not saying that i'm never gonna do it but i'm holding out because it's just like one more thing to suck me in and i already scroll enough um and I also just feel really old on it. But, you know, people send me the videos and obviously a lot of them are on Instagram, which I'm enjoying that way. But my question is, so like when you're in the app, are there like, is there like an instructional thing? Like this is the dance, how, this is what you're supposed to do? Like how are all these choreographs? what I wanna know. These are my questions, I, I do not know and it's stressing me out. That's, Wait, I'm like, are, learning it, just see it so many times and they like stop and they all practice together how many times are they practicing before they're even nailing it who's editing it how long does it take to edit it just feels like a very big time chunk of you know but my question is like a lot of them are the same choreographed dance for that clip so like is there a specific like thing like follow along thing yeah like well like, like it seems like some dances like the flip the switch and then that one where they like do the intro and there's like the whole family and the lean with it, rock with it one. Yeah. It seems like there's a choreographed yeah. dance for that. I'm sure they're just like, those are just going viral and people are just memorizing other people's dances. But I do know that in the app, people who are TikTokers and listening to this podcast right now are screaming. They us. hate us. They hate <laughs> us. Because we sound I, so old, but I, we are. So <laughs> it's okay. So there's this like, I don't know what you call it, like piece of technology in it where you can splice it up. So you right. can like record little seconds at a time and then put it all together. So I think that that's what a lot of it is. But I have no idea. No idea. All okay. I know okay. is that I'm going to learn enough to make at least one. That's my goal. I'm going to make well, one TikTok. I don't know if I'll dance. I'm not feeling the dances. That seems like I have to try a lot. Um, I have like but some ideas. Maybe some of the funny ones. Yeah, I have some ideas of like how to go viral on TikTok. Because, you know, I didn't make it on the gram. I didn't make it on Twitter. This might be my time. My first idea is, like, something couple So it's, like, me and Michael's TikTok together. So, like, dances or something like that. My other idea is, like, funny workout videos. Because, you know, like... I'm in for that. Like, nothing that's good form at all. So, like, don't watch this to actually work out. Just, like, watch this to laugh. Um, but I don't... <laughs> take like a class I guess I have plenty of time so I might as well just do it now 
This is true. I ran around asking young people how to, I wanted to make a certain voice effect that I saw in a bunch of TikToks and they were making me laugh. I was like, how do I do it? Well, the one where where Tyler C is quoting Clueless got me so good. Oh, yeah. In that short dress. I basically just like want them all to live together for the rest of time. Yeah. Well, have you seen the Live, Laugh, Love one? No, but that makes me think of your first episode. Oh my gosh, I was dying at y'all's podcast. It's one of my favorite phrases to throw out there, you know, Hobby Lobby style, (laughs) live, laugh, love. But there's a video and it's like a funny song of someone singing live, laugh, love, going around filming all the things in their house that their mom owns that says live, laugh, love. (laughs) And everyone needs to go look it up right now. It's posted on the Get Social Instagram. I'm going to post it daily, most likely. That's Um, amazing. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's <laughs> incredible. All right. Well, I just needed to touch on that little piece of pop culture because I we listen to your podcast and we know that you love pop culture as much as we do, especially The Bachelor. Um, That's why I'm so excited. So, so we'll just get right into who you are, Rachel. Why don't you go ahead and take some time to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. Just like an intro to Rachel Elsie. Sure. Um, yep. So I'm Rachel Elsie and I, me and my husband, um, started Social Coffee Supply in Wilmington. So our coffee shop's a little over a year old. Um, I also work for a nonprofit organization called Global Education Ministries that starts schools all over the world. So I lived in Mexico for a year because of that. So my heart's in Mexico always. Um, my heart is also in Texas always because that's where I'm from. And my whole family is still there. I'm the only one that ever moved away. So, yep, that's my loves right there. My love is coffee and fun, like just friends, laughing, having a good time, and popping. And laughing and loving. <laughs> living, laughing, loving, and loving and laughing and living. Like pretty much. <laughs> well, I feel like we need to touch on this Texas thing because I am from Texas as well. Um, so you said you're the only person in your family who ever left Texas. First, where in Texas are you from? And second, why did, what brought you to Wilmington? Um, so my dad, I was born in the Dallas area. Um, and then my mom moved us to the Houston area when they got divorced when I was a baby. Um, so I grew up between Houston and Dallas. So, yeah, and then I had heard of Wilmington just because of all the film stuff going on here, just like Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill. I knew of it because of that, because I was a pop culture geek, Um, and my dad had said that if I did two years at community college that he would send me kind of anywhere I wanted to go, and I had looked into UNCW, and I ended up meeting someone in Dallas, And like, she was in the profession that I thought I wanted to go into at the time. So I was like, where did you do your undergrad at? And she was like, you won't have heard of it, but it's called University of North Carolina, Wilmington. And I was like, that's the one I'm looking at. And so she connected me with the comm department here, like got me hooked up when I visited. I had like professors to go sit in classes with. And um, it was just a totally God thing. That really is. What a small world. It was great. And like, that's like the one tiny, like there's so many more like other little things that just like crazy fell into place that made it possible for me to come here. Yeah. So you transferred in, in 2012, right? Yeah, that's right. Cause I did too. I was listening to your in summer's podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know y'all graduated the same year. 
I transferred in in 2012 from ECU and then came here and graduated. So what was your major? Exercise science. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, that took me down lots of different paths. Obviously it's something I still do on the side and that's kind of how Catherine and I met. I won't get into that whole story. Um, but yeah, that's, I loved it. It was great. I'm glad I did it. Not using it really anymore, but right. I loved you. I loved transferring here. I still, I still felt like people were really open to like making new friends, even like as like a junior. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it. I wish I, I wish I'd been here for four years, not because I felt like I missed out on anything in particular, but just because I wanted more of it. Me too. I was kind of bummed about not being here all four years. I always love hearing how people got to Wilmington because I feel like it's a big like relocation central like people come from all different places. It's like half and half. Like there's the hub who's like been there their whole lives. And then there's the half that's like, oh, I just found it on the map and it looked cool and different. Um, So that's the that's the cool part about it is like, you know, you hear of a lot of transplants in like Raleigh and Charlotte because there's so many big businesses and jobs there. But there's really not here at least. Like they're starting to be now, but like when we were in college, there was nothing. And so the way that people find out about it or, or end up here and are somehow like intertwined into this like creative entrepreneurial community is so cool. It makes it the story that much more interesting because it's not like, oh, there was a job opening at such and such and I took it. It's like I like look literally picked a place off the map and wanted to be at the beach. And so here I am. Right. Or <laughs> I graduated from here, loved it so much. So I made myself a job here or something. Yeah. A lot of people graduate, day, but there's no, you know, there's not all those jobs as in there are in the other big cities, you know, which is another reason why I love it here. Cause I feel like since people stay, especially from college or come here and don't have a job, there's so many entrepreneurs and creatives because people just kind of create their own profession. Because yeah. I want to stay here. So what do I do to stay here kind of thing? Yeah. Totally um, dope. Speaking of professions, you said that you and your husband own a coffee shop, which is so cute, by the way, and so good. Um, why and what brought about this idea in your head of starting a coffee shop specifically? Yeah. So my husband, before he was my husband, he had already had the idea. He kind of, I've always loved coffee. Um, and separately I had before when we weren't dating or anything, I had the thought, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if I could just work in a coffee shop for the rest of my life? And that'd be like acceptable as a career, like, which by the way, shout out all the career baristas out there. That's a legit thing. But back when I was thinking this, I didn't think it was possible. Um, so that was just a thought I had, even though I hadn't even worked in coffee yet. I just loved coffee and thought talking to people all day. That sounds great. And then my husband, he had already started brainstorming. He loved coffee shops. He didn't even love coffee. He was just like, I love community. I love seeing people hang out, like, you know, um, and seeing the way it brings people together. So once we got engaged, it had become a thing that I had already started working in coffee at that point. He had to, we both got like experience in local coffee shops, learned the trade, and he had already started brainstorming the business plan and everything. And he kind of was like, this is what, so we just felt like God wanted us to do it. And we were like, okay, so we got married. And then we were like, as soon as we find a location, then we'll like be like, all right, we'll do this thing. And so we waited and 
we probably found our location like six months or so, six, seven months after we got married. And then there was the long process of permits and whatnot. But um, yeah, so we just have a love for community. It was mainly like community and also like super excellent coffee. So did you have to learn, because you said you never worked in a coffee shop, did you have to like start from scratch and learn how to make it and then teach people how to make it and all this stuff? Well, so once we finally worked in coffee shops, that was when like we were dating slash engaged. So we both learned from our respective, you know, employers. So I worked at Luna Cafe um, on Castle Street downtown. Um, so that's where I learned a lot of my knowledge of coffee. And then Giovanni is, he's a man of many trades and talents. And when he like falls in love with something, he learns it in its entirety. He takes it and he runs with it. And so he got a job in a coffee shop, took it, YouTube, teaches himself, practices at home, reads books. Like that's what he does and he masters things. So, and that was coffee. And so now he knows way more than I'll ever know. That's so awesome. His name is so cool. Where is he from? Giovanni. Giovanni. Um, so he's actually from Bolivia, South America. And then he was adopted when he was four and he grew up in Durham. Wow. That's awesome. So he's, he's basically a Carolina boy, but he's obviously has his roots in Bolivia. So how did y'all meet? UNCW. Yeah. We were part of the same campus ministry for our church crossway. And so he was just part of my group of friends back when I transferred to UNCW. Cool. I would have I guessed know. Was that it? or that he might have been from like New York, New, Jer- New Jersey area because I grew up on Long Island and there's a lot of the like Gianna Giovannis and yeah. you know, the Italian. Italian. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, people always guess he's Italian. I was going to say, I was like, you're from Italy? Does he have family over there? We need to pray for them. I know. Um, I was going to ask you though, too, correct me if I'm wrong, but all the times I've been in your shop, I've always admired how you are always, um, like partnering, partnering with other local, like nonprofits. I think the last time I was in there, there was something about 514, which Catherine and I have done some work with. So can you touch on how you partner with those different organizations in the area? Yeah, totally. So that's part of also our mission statement is that we feel like we've been given so much um, and that our call is just to give it right on back and everything we have is God's anyways. So yeah, so we started from the get-go. We give back to Global Education Ministries, which is a nonprofit that I'm still a big part of also. So 10 cents of every hot coffee goes to helping our schools in Mexico. And then just 514 is huge on our hearts. We've, you know, always um, just fighting human trafficking in general, especially just being in the port city and it being so prevalent. We just want to give back as much as we can. And we have a friend who works heavily with 514. So she kind of was our link there. And so, yeah, 10% of all of our plant sells. We sell a lot of plants. Um, 10% of those each month goes to 514 to fight human trafficking. And then other little, you know, nonprofits come up here and there. If someone reaches out and asks to do an event or stuff like that, we're always open to seeing other ways we can partner with anyone. And I mean, we just have this platform. Somehow God gave us this platform and people come to our coffee shop every day and we're like, all right, how do we use it to better the world? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We actually had Rebecca from 514 on, as our first guest on this podcast last year. We yeah. She was our first guest ever. 
remember we were so excited when she said she would come on and like really and we're like oh my gosh because we had just gone and like Given, given a few hours there on a Saturday and we were just like so moved and blown away by everything they do there and like maybe mm-hmm. she would just last minute come talk with us on the podcast and that was awesome yeah it was so cool our debut guest so we we kind of know a little bit about well we know a lot about what it means to run a small business but we Chelsea and I don't know what it's like to run a brick and mortar uh, which I'm sure is just a whole nother element having like a location. So what do you feel like is the most challenging part of owning and running social coffee supply? I would say just the, I mean, it just requires all of you. So, I mean, if, if all of my employees get sick or are out of town or whatever, we're there we have to be there. So it's just like at the drop of a hat, like I kind of have to be available sometimes. And it, praise God, I have a husband who that's kind of his full-time situation. So he's able to, you know, handle a lot of it. But I mean, I'm the other half of that. So if he's already tied up with something and there's a need, it's mm-hmm. me and him. Like there's no one else to call, you know, there's nothing else you can do. It's just, it's you. So I would say that is, you know, for people who are thinking about opening any kind of brick and mortar business or even other kinds. I mean, even y'all's businesses have the same requirements for sure. Um, Yeah. When stuff comes up, it's you. There ain't nobody else when you are self-employed. Yep. Absolutely. It's definitely like a, a child, like it's an extension of you. So if you don't take care of it, who else will kind of thing? Yes. I always say that I don't have kids, but I imagine this is what it feels like. Cause it's like, it's your everything. You want it to, you love it so much. You want to give it everything you have. You want it to do well. You want to and also it's yeah. like, you don't, you don't remember it not existing either. It's like, what was, I don't even remember what life was like before social. Like, wow. what did I do with my time? Like, I thought I was busy then, but like. <laughs> what was I doing? I'm no. sure that's exactly what parenthood feels like too. Chelsea's about to get an awakening to this of like, I thought, yeah, she's I thought my t- life was busy and then I had <laughs> I know. Like I keep saying, like the Lord was like, all right, we're going to give you a baby in your busiest, most booked up year you've ever had and insert child right here in the meat of it. <laughs> So we're going to find out real quick. And yeah. I, know, I know I'm capable, but man, it's going to look a lot different. Um, yeah. Ready for all the learning curves to come for sure. Um, but yeah, you're going to be able to get so much wisdom. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be here when y'all need it. Um, I was going to say, but I've actually watched my, my parents own a, a brick and mortar in Raleigh. So I can kind of relate to that Uh, they've always relayed that same feeling to me where like if if anything happens like through all this they're worried about their employees and before that like if anyone's sick or has a sick child or whatever like they always have to show up no matter what if it's the weekend and a birthday or a holiday or what have you they haven't had a a break (laughs) in like 10 years but it's worth it they love it um but yeah, it's a, it's a whole nother ballpark for sure. It's a big baby. Um, we know that running a business is hard and we talked about its challenges, but what is something that you love about having your own baby and business? I mean, 
with you know same thing it's this it's the other side of the same coin of yeah you it's all you but yay it's all you like we can decide anything we want whenever we want if we want to open it up and let our friend throw our friend a baby shower there we can at any time if we want to um throw any kind of like we've been doing trivia nights and it's my favorite thing ever guys like i'm addicted to trivia nights but we own the business so if i want to run a trivia night i say we're doing a trivia night <laughs> if <Yeah. laughs> if we want to let you know it just it's really cool being able to do that make those big decisions um and find joy in getting to you know make it anything happen that you want to make happen speaking of trivia night we need to do a bachelor trivia night oh my gosh i wouldn't be very good y'all i've only been watching it since i think nick season was my that's first good. Season. that's a good history right there so that was like four or five years ago yeah four yeah so anyways that's that's as far back as i go um, but no, Bachelor Trivia Night, man, that sounds nice. There's room to grow. We can do like five seasons and forward, you know, like the current Bachelor pop culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Yeah. But Trivia on. Nights are like, I get so much energy from Trivia Nights. Like, it's <laughs> so much fun being in a room full of people who are like obsessed with whatever you're doing trivia for. Like, everyone is just like on fire and like excited. It's baller. Yes. I saw that Summer did like a Twilight trivia night there and it got me so good because I know how much she loves Twilight. Oh man, the, they, they went with it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like anything Summer hosts would be pretty entertaining no matter what the topic was. Oh. Yeah, shout out to Summer. <laughs> well, I mean, while we're on the subject of Summer, you and Summer just launched a podcast for our listeners out there, Summer was also on um, an episode in season one where we talked about Enneagram, how it relates to the gospel and just like how to navigate relationships with the Enneagram as well. Um, but Summer and Rachel have kicked off their own podcast. There's two episodes out, right? Yeah, there's two. There will be a third one coming out on Thursday, the 26th. Yeah, and it's so. called Get Social Podcast. I will say when I was listening well, listen to the first episode. When I was listening to the first episode, I found myself talking back out loud. Like I felt like I, one, I've been friends with Summer for a long time, and then you and Summer and are so similar that I felt like I've been friends with you forever too. And I was like, anytime you would bring a bachelor, I'd be like, mm-hmm. Anytime Summer would bring up this, I'd be like, oh yeah. Like I just kept like saying like, mm-hmm, amen, yep. Totally. You just times, keep like, talking back, girl. You just keep talking back. I was literally talking back, and then I just kept thinking, like, I feel, and this is what we want the vibe of our podcast to be like. I just feel like I'm just like hanging out in a room with my girlfriends. So yes, I totally get that vibe when I've listened to y'all's. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your podcast and um, kind of your mission behind it and your goals for it and where people can find it. Yeah, so the Get Social podcast, um, our goal is just to like connect people, tell stories that matter, and like have fun while you do it. So we are so excited to have amazing women like y'all on who are running your own business or, you know, people who are part of, you know, organizations like 514 or talk to other like local Wilmington women who are making a big impact or men. Um, so we're kind of all over the place in that regard, but we also just love pop culture. We love relationships. Um, 
yeah, and just telling, you know, because everyone, ha Summer says this a lot, so credit to her, but I love the phrase, so I'm going to use it. Um, everyone has a story, and it's up to us whether it's important or not. So, I mean, we just want to be able to hear people's stories, connect, you know, people to each other, and also, like, learn from each other. So, and then just, like, LOL the whole time. So. I feel like <laughs> if our listeners like this podcast, like, they will definitely love y'all's podcast because, it, like Catherine said, it's, like, such a similar vibe. So, anyone that's listening today, go ahead and subscribe and download because if you want more of this type mm -hmm. of environment like you're gonna get it with them for sure that is so sweet that makes my heart so happy um yeah for sure just like we want it to feel conversational like y'all said just like you're having a good time um and just to be another light especially now these days with the virus and everything going on like we need you know stuff to fill our ears that isn't negative or isn't stressful um and so yeah so you can find it on itunes as well as on spotify i'm pretty sure um and yeah on our instagram our link in our bio gives you the links to it just in case you're not able to find it but yeah and we're we'll, at get social podcast yeah we'll list all those links in our show notes too but what i love most about it is is like chelsea said it's very similar to like our style in that like when we started heart and soul we really wanted to um share stories of breakthrough for women specifically um but just kind of honing in on like that everyone has a story and it's whether or not up to you whether or not it's important to tell is like we want everyone to feel and know that their story is important no no matter if it's I started a coffee shop or I am a stay-at-home mom or you know like whatever your story is it's it's really important yes. and we also focus on this tagline or this slogan of shameless living um which I is love that by the way I love thanks that. It's um, what it kind of means to me, and I think it can mean something different to everyone, but what it means to me is like, um, we, we don't need to live in the shame of our past, but instead we can use our stories and our hurts and our messy backgrounds to kind of like propel us forward into a life of um, grace and no shame and breakthrough and overcoming. So when you hear the words shameless living, what does that mean to you? And can you maybe think of a time or can you maybe think of a time in your life when you like really experience that on a for real, for real world level? <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Um, yeah. So I love that. That's what y'all are all about on here. Um, shameless living. Cause that's, I mean, that's just the perfect way to look at life and to hold that in high regard. Um, I do remember back when, we hadn't officially opened the coffee shop yet. And I don't even know if we have the location, but we were actively looking for the coffee shop. And I just kept like, you would hear people say things like, aren't there already a lot of coffee shops? Aren't there already, um, or aren't you a little young to do that? Or are you sure that's what you want to do? That's a big risk. That's a big leap. And these would not be all in one moment. You know, they would just be little tiny things here and there, but they added up for sure. And I just remember having to come to a stopping point and being like, okay, we, do we feel called by God to do this? Yes or no? 
And it was, yes. Okay. So even if he has us doing it for, let's say it was like two months and then it failed or it failed before we ever opened or it didn't, and it wouldn't have been really a failure. It just would have been like you went for it in faith and then God had a purpose in that. And then it didn't happen. And I just had to come to a point and say to myself, whether this works out, whether it doesn't work out at all, works out for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, we feel like we're supposed to do it and we need to go do that shamelessly. And we need to not feel like we have to explain it to anyone or, um, or anything like that. And yeah, we never had anybody outright be like really down on us, but like there were those like subtle things and, you know, vibes we would get and they would get to me because I was, I was really caring what people thought. I really didn't want to be a failure. I really didn't want to, to me, that would be embarrassing. This is how I was thinking in that moment. Like that would be so embarrassing if we like went for it. We've been talking about it for so long and then we didn't do it, you know? And it was like, no, I, do we feel like we're supposed to? Yes. Okay. Run full steam ahead. And what happens happens. And it was supposed to happen. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I feel like a lot of our listeners are probably in that space of like, should I go for this dream or should I, it could be something as simple as like, should I break up with this guy or should I ask this person out or whatever. But like, I feel like when the doubt and fear kind of creeps in, it's when we kind of put those pursuits on hold. And I feel like your story and is something that everyone can relate to. Like if, if you have a calling in your heart and it's affirmed, then you got to just go for it and try, you know, you never know until you try. And if you fail, it's not a failure. It just means you went for it and you took a chance, you know? That's the biggest thing you have to wrap your mind around. Cause guys, let's, if you're, if you're feeling like you're meant to do a pottery business or whatever, I'm not sure what might be on your heart. And let's say it lasts six months and then you feel called to do something else. or you start this other full-time job, which is part of your passion. That's different. That's okay. Not everything you do has to be for forever. And I see that a lot in our generation. Like people aren't like, once I hit this career, I have to hit it for forever. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to switch. Not that you should be wishy-washy and not give everything all you have, but if in the moment you're giving it all you have and you feel like it's a good move, then like go with it and forget what everyone says or thinks. Absolutely, I love that advice. I definitely went through a period of that when we moved here, and I was still kind of in this limbo of like, okay, am I going to keep pursuing a job in fitness or am I going to? like really try to grow my photography business. And I would get some comments from people here and there like, so what, what do you do? Or like, how are you just doing it all? Like, what do you, and I think some people maybe were saying it out of like admiration, but most of the time it felt more like a demeaning, like, what are you doing type of thing? And it's so true. Like eventually you just have to let go. And obviously I ended up realizing what I ultimately wanted to do. And I did niche down and shed some other layers like, cause I needed it. But if, even if I didn't, or even if I decided to go back to what I was doing before, like that was supposed to be my path and God had me on mm-hmm. it for a reason and what everyone else thought, who cares? Because yeah. in the end, those, those negative thoughts and comments were not what got me to where I am now. So. I love that because I think so many of our listeners especially can relate to that because um, we have, yes, we have a lot of people that with dreams and ambitions and businesses of their own or hopes of having their own business, but we also have people that are just 
living their life and at a really great job or maybe in transition or whatever it might be. I keep getting blown up with emails, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also think like it could, be, it could be something like you might have sparked a listener right now who loves trivia too to like join a trivia night. You know, it could be something like really real. just simple of like, wait, I and love I love trivia. Why don't I do that on Wednesday nights? Let's find a spot, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Literally, like that is like the minds. I think the coffee shop just gave me after I felt empowered to do that and me and my husband went for it. And then I, you know, already having that established and we've been, you know, we're a little over a year in now. It's successful so far. Um, thank the Lord. And then I'm like, oh, I want to do trivia night. So I started doing that. Then the podcast, same thing. I was feeling a little like, I don't, I've been wanting to do this. I feel like it would be really fun. And I could encourage people, make people laugh or this, that, and the other. But I just kept feeling like it wasn't right. And then finally me and Summer got together and we were like, we needed each other to do it. We were both feeling held back and discouraged. Now let's run with it. And we are full steam ahead same thing. And it, it was like, I had, it was almost like I had to relearn that lesson a little bit. And it was like, God reminding me. <laughs> I think what people are, think. I think we're going to be learning that lesson like every day. For Always. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one person yeah. who's listening today can skip it one time. Because yeah, of this. I know. <laughs> learn from us, skip it. I'm going to have to learn it again, probably in two years, but maybe we could all skip like one cycle of it. If we all just listen yeah. to each other today. <laughs> Amen. So true. I love that. I love your story. I love what you're doing in Wilmington. Every time I've walked into social coffee supply, I do feel like I'm like experiencing community in a really like unique way. And I think that that's what's really rare about Wilmington, but also to be able to create like a safe space in Wilmington that um, kind of incorporates all different lifestyles, like uh, college students to business professionals to any age group. I mean, you can really reach a lot of people just through coffee, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm pumped for you. I know. Um, and Thank I can't you. wait to see people listening to social and, you know, just lolling and live, laugh, loving and buckling up and all the things. Before we yeah. ask the four questions, I have one question, one coffee question for you. So I feel like out of all the places in Wilmington, and I'm truly not just saying this because you're on the podcast today, like I really do mean this, you always have the best um, like seasonal flavor, like fun options. That's not just like vanilla latte or like, you know, a mocha or whatever. You always have these really cool um, concoctions and like names for stuff. So who comes up with those and how do you, how do you like make those recipes? Oh my goodness. Well, it's definitely a big collaboration. If any of our baristas have ideas, we love listening to that. Um, but my husband and some of my baristas are the, you know, I, I help them. I'm usually like the one on the end. Like I help them refine it once the idea is out there. But there are plenty of recipes that do not make the cut for all the ones that do. So it's not just like every idea was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, my husband stays really up to date with all things coffee and coffee trends. And he's, you know, he's watching his coffee YouTube and Instagrams and reading his coffee magazines about new flavor profiles that are in in Australia or New Zealand or wherever. And (laughs) sometimes he comes up with something and we're all like, what in the world? And then we all taste it and we're like, 
Oh, uh, okay. We get it now. We get what you meant. This is really good. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. So, and then recently we've been doing like a barista's choice series. So each barista has gotten to create their own. Um, hopefully that'll keep lasting. Um, we're hopefully we'll stay open long enough for everyone to get to do it. But I have a couple of baristas who probably will be just fine if they don't have to take their turn because they were like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot. I love that. That's so cool. That's such and a fun way to get them involved too. Yeah, we love doing that though. And like right now during the Corona, you said y'all are still doing to-go orders and drive-through options, which is so cool. You have a drive-through. I know. It's another way that God provided. We had this drive-through window, which we never thought we would utilize because it's a the width of a single car to exit our parking lot. So if you were just trying to exit our parking lot, you'd be stuck behind the drive-through if we were to use it as a real drive-through. So in normal circumstances, it's not helpful at all. But as soon as we needed to do to-go only and people can now text their orders in, they can call them in. And now we have a drive-through window where we can safely keep our social distancing and people need to have to get out of their car. It's been a huge blessing. So yeah, we're still open right now. I think we're eight to four, so a little bit shorter hours. And just keep up, if you're interested, keep up on our Instagram daily because, you know, things change pretty often. I think that's really good too for local people to hear, especially those who are probably itching to get outside, knowing that they can still like be safe and enjoy one of their favorite cups of coffee. So if you are a local listener and like really do believe in what we believe in of supporting local and um, keeping small businesses alive in Wilmington, definitely go drive through um, social coffee supply and <laughs> just pick it up in your car. You don't have to get out. Well, you know? The safest cup of coffee you can get right now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, we have four questions. And delicious. And delicious. We have four questions that we ask every single guest on our podcast. Um, so we are going to ask you those right now. Okay. Our first question is what is something that you are currently binging or obsessed with? Um, I just started, I can't binge it cause it's releasing one a week, but, um, course, by the way. little fires everywhere. What'd Dude. <laughs> Dude. It's on, it's on Hulu, guys, and it's Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington, and they are queens. It is so good. They have three episodes out. Yes, yeah, so I've seen the three. Okay, okay, me too. But they release three at a time, so I think on Wednesday, so tomorrow, Ooh. or today when this podcast is up, they're releasing three more. So you're good. I'm going to need to borrow your login. So, yeah, so- <laughs> You're, yeah, you're going to need to check it out. Um, I'm very excited. You find out in the very beginning that somebody has set their house on fire, and then we have to find out who set it on fire. So I need to find that out. Um, also, I'm, like, squirming with all the, like, racial division stuff. Like, it's in the 90s, and it's, I mean, it just shows you how even in the 90s and even, you know, now, you know, there's still traces of it, of course, but, like, it makes me squirm certain things they do and say. I'm like, the racial oh gosh. divisions, the um, economic divisions, like it's yes, the it's, divisions. Uh huh. It's really eye opening, and it also is kind of like what's the word when when you like reminisce on a time period? I don't know the word. I can't think of it. But I, I nostalgic. just nostalgic. Nostalgic. Yeah, it's nostalgic because I'm like 
oh my gosh, I love the 90s. Like, that's when I was I love this song, and I'm like, I love that song. Yes, or like the way they were dressing. I was like, I wore that in middle school. You know, like, it's just great to like see kind of like flashbacks of your childhood. And like even the house decor and like the kitchen. Yes. Um, what's the word? God, I can't talk. Uh, appliances, like they all look exactly like your appliances looked in your kitchen growing up. So it's just like really like, what? I love that show. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I hope, I hope it continues to stay good and interesting. My husband though, I told him it was going to be dramatic and kind of like a thriller because that's what I thought. And the whole time he's like, when is the action coming? When is the action coming? Because it's very story driven right now, which is great. But he's like, when does someone start setting fires? When does someone start the fires? (laughs) All right. Well, if you want to go ask our second question. Sure. Um, Besides the end of coronavirus, um, what is something that you're looking forward to in 2020? In Jesus' name, it comes in 2020. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus' name, the end of coronavirus. <laughs> um, y'all, this is hard because everything I was looking forward to has been canceled. I had a, I had a best friend from high school getting married in May. Um, so you know what? I'm looking forward to that when that happens, hopefully in September. Um, yeah, I have a best friend from high school. It's getting married and I'm in her wedding and, um, we're supposed to do a bachelorette gathering in April. And so that'll happen later as well. And it's going to happen and I'm excited for it whenever it does. Yeah. Something to look forward to just a little bit later. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you know all about the brides and how they're Mm -hmm. feeling right now. I'm sure Mm -hmm. a lot of them. Well, it's good that she was able to postpone and like still get her wedding and everything too. That's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it is and it just yeah it's really really hard but it's really cool that she already has her new date so secured yeah for sure okay our third question is what is something that you love about yourself um I like making people laugh so I was class clown in high school um what? and probably and probably just like now every day I'm not sure um so (laughs) I like I don't know I like putting smiles on people's faces and making people laugh and um you know helping cheer someone up if you know they're feeling down or something so I like bringing joy I try to you do it well you do all right our final question is if you could tell women one thing today what would it be I would tell you, and I'm telling myself too, ladies, I am telling myself that you are completely and wholly loved by God. And that is enough because even on days when you think, even, you know, for people who maybe are in a relationship or even with your family, um, just every human, as much as they can love you and as much as they make us feel loved, every now and then they're going to disappoint us just because they're humans. And so on those days when you're not sure where it's coming from, or maybe you don't even have that strong family or any kind of strong relationship, um, you have it from God. And so that's just something I was telling myself literally last night, that no matter what, God loves me completely. And, and it's no matter what, even when we're big fat bozos and mess stuff up sometimes. <laughs> I love it. I think that's the truth. Love it. That's so good. So, okay. We mentioned it earlier, but 
shout out your Instagrams of where people can find your coffee shop, yourself and your podcast. For sure. So our coffee shop is at social coffee supply on Instagram. And then my personal Instagram, if you're interested in pictures of my dog and stories about the bachelor and anything else I'm watching on television on my personal is at Rachel N Elsie. So it's N as in Nicole. So, um, and then our podcast is at get social podcast. Yes. Well, give us a follow, come give us a listen. Um, and we would love that. Yeah. I mean, speaking of your gift of like bringing people joy, you've done that for our listeners today and we've loved having you on, um, our podcast and hopefully we can do it again soon. This was fun. And maybe in person next time. (laughs) I know. I pray. I hope and I pray that I can hang out with y'all in person soon because OMG, I want to, y'all are so great. I love your uh-huh. podcast. I love what y'all are doing. Both of you with your businesses. I've been following on Instagram. I know we just met recently, but I've been following a little longer than that. Creeper Aww. style. So I'm really proud of <laughs> you. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. And just to wrap up today too, um, I had a, you know, a few people asking like, hey, how can we support you guys through all this? So um, obviously you can support Rachel and social by still driving through if you're local. Um, Catherine, I know you just launched that you're going to be running a promotion for your online training. Um, and then I launched a print shop today as well as like all my clients are having a sale for their prints and their albums. So those are just some ways if you're interested in helping us get through. And again, we recommend doing this within your communities as well as we're all in the same boat. So just wanted to end on that note for sure. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a listener and you've been wanting to try the online training app program, um, if you sign up by Friday using the code stuck at home, you get your first month free. You just have to commit to three months. So essentially you're getting three months of workouts every single day, devotionals, nutrition guide and accountability for only $60, um, which is awesome. So yeah, That's keep amazing. supporting local, keep supporting your favorite businesses, and we will get through Corona together. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> all right, y'all. We love you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.